All right, we are back with another episode of Legication. Yo, 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 what's up, I'm Mia. And I am Brando. Um, my voice is a little crazy because I was I was at homecoming, y'all, and it was pretty you did crazy. the pool and I listened to it. Yeah, but we're gonna make it through. Hey, we're gonna make it do what it do. All right. <laughs> so today um we're gonna talk about um uh, Emmett Till. Yeah, it's a super heavy episode. So just like all the trigger warnings. I feel like most people have the knowledge about Emmett Till. So we're not going to get like incredibly graphic or nothing crazy like that. But just a fair warning, um, he did unfortunately have a pretty gruesome death that we're going to be talking about. So yeah. just be mindful of that. That's the thing that you're sensitive to. Yeah. Um, okay. So Emmett Till, Emmett Till. he is um, a young boy. Mm-hmm. He is from Chicago. Yep. Um, and what we know during this time period, he was born in 1941. Yeah. So, and that's crazy because my grandmother was born in 1942. That's wild. Like, literally, like... Right after... Like, he, yeah. would, he, he would still be alive today. Yeah. That's what really blows me about the Emmett Till story. And I'll get into my personal feelings about it after we go over the main story, but, like, I have thoughts and feelings. The, the and, woman that accused him... Well, did she die? Because she... I don't know. Wasn't she like in hiding? We're getting ahead of ourselves. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We're sorry. We're sorry. sorry. Okay. In the till. Yes. All right. So he's born in Chicago. Okay. Um, So there are no, I mean, of course, there's still racism during that time. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. It's not any like heavy, like Jim Crow laws or black codes that you are getting down south. I feel like at this point, we're dealing with more of like the lynching era of racism, which is not great obviously but it's just a different aspect than thinking about like black codes and jim crow so it's basically just like if you make the white man mad that is a potential consequence of those things right um you're not going to necessarily see that as often in chicago now don't get me wrong you in the midwest north you do still see lynchings but they're not nearly as prevalent as they are in the south right and so Amy too, he goes down to visit relatives mm-hmm. in Mississippi. Yeah. Now, if you know anything about Mississippi, child, if you know anything about Mississippi, come on. Mississippi is one of those extreme racist yeah. states. Absolutely. I want to say that they just now officially outlawed slavery. Like yeah, a few, a like few years officially, ago. officially on paper type of outlawed. And I think the interesting thing with Mississippi is that because they are so slow to progression. You see a lot more, I don't want to just say racism in general, but like you see a lot more gruesome racism, I feel like, coming out yes. of that era. And it's even like into the late 1900s. You know what I mean? Like you still see those things, even as other places are progressing, like the Mississippi and the Alabamas of the world, I feel like are just slow to catch up, you know? Those are places that for me, I remember uh, driving from Houston to Atlanta Mm-mm-hmm. back in like what was it like 2015 mm-hmm. and so it's a 12 hour drive and typically if I have a long drive I leave at night so there's no yeah, traffic same. but you talk about not wanting to stop for gas for food for anything yeah 
in either of those, get me out of these states. Literally, so my girlfriend is from Georgia, and typically when we go visit, we drive. Like, I'll fly out to 30 there, and we'll just drive back. And absolutely same. Like, it's just like there are certain areas you do not stop in. Like, no. uh, you make sure you get gas before you have to go through this particular place because it is not safe for you to stop. Like, so It's different, like, you know, for me, you know, <laughs> we've all heard of the sundown towns, yep. but for me, they're like a sundown state. Like, <laughs> Come I, on. Like, <laughs> sundown I, states. I gotta go. Yeah, I, absolutely. I gotta get through there. No. But um, Emmett Till, so he wanted to visit his relatives. Mm -hmm down in mississippi and this is 1955 he's 14 at the time yes his mom was very hesitant about mm -hmm. him going mainly because she knew what the culture was like down south um but he begged her to go and i just <sighs> really wish things would have been so I know, different and i just know it it just stresses me out so much because i know that was just the decision that haunted her for the rest of her life like especially with like how she advocated for him after his passing like i just know but all right, anyway. Yes. On so while he's there, um, he's having a good time, of course. Um, now, Emmett Till is described as um, being like a, a boy who had a very um, loud personality. Mm -hmm. You know, he was just always joking, always very cheerful, um, you know, speaks to everyone. Hi, how are you doing? That right. kind of thing. You know, he definitely was not shy. Um, so he goes into this, uh, is it guest or I guess a grocery like, store. it's like a grocery store, yeah, like, a small okay. one, yeah. yeah, one of those like mom and pop stores mm -hmm. and her name is Carolyn Bryant. Um, I need to look up and see if she's dead. Because, I'm going to look it up. Hold uh, on. Keep going. I'm going to look it up. So Carolyn Bryant is 21 at the time and she is this white woman. And she's married to the grocery store owner. And no, and that's the other thing that bothers me. No one knows specifically what happened, what happened because there are mixed accounts. Okay? Yeah. Some people say that Emmett Till touched her. Some say that he whistled, uh, right? he whistled at her or he was flirting with her. Some people said that he was vulgar and grabbed mm -hmm. himself um, down there. Um, but I feel like most accounts say that there was a whistle of some kind. Yeah. But I would also like to point out, regardless, whistle, uh, regardless of what he did, he did not deserve the actions that he did came not. After. He did not. Regardless of whatever it was, undeserved. Yeah. So, and I think the whistle probably did happen. But, mm -hmm. however, um, what a lot of people did not know was that he had a speech impediment. Mm -hmm. And so he stuttered a whole lot. And so the way that he was taught to uh, not stutter was through whistling. Mm -hmm. So even if he did whistle, I don't think that it necessarily had a negative connotation mm -hmm. attached to it, at least for him. But it probably did for this white woman. And also, she is still alive. Oh, um, because I thought I, she was I, in the hospital. I was like, yeah, and I thought so because she was, remember they, it was like a few months ago maybe that she was spotted for the first time in like 20 years or something crazy yes. like that. But yeah, apparently she is still alive. Huh. Um, Go her in jail. And there's a warrant for her arrest. I don't know. Let me look into oh, this. Oh, there's a warrant. I will, I will update y'all as we continue with this episode because now I have to do it to take dive her. into this. Take her. She's take. about 88 years old is the guesstimate here. But yes. Okay. 
So Emmett Till, he um, does this uh, flirting or uh, whistling, whatever the action is. And I believe it's me chased off by her with a gun. Like she goes Mm -hmm. and gets a gun and he leaves. But of course this spreads among the community and, you know, white people, um, especially during this time, we're still dealing with the fallout of uh, birth of a nation. I know that oh we talk about God. it all the we time. Talk about birth it, of the nation always comes up. It does because it really reinforces this idea that black men are like these sexual aggressors and yeah. that these white women are pure angelic beings that are like victims here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but basically what you see happen afterwards is obviously um, people find out in the community her husband finds out because she was a married white woman at the time and it's what kills me about Emmett Till is that it wasn't even an immediate reaction it actually happens nights later Mm -hmm. so there are like several nights that passes and what ends up happening is um, all these men that were armed including like um, her husband her brother um, her half brother, all these other people, they basically arm themselves and they go to Emmett Till's great uncle's house, um, where they abduct him. And through that abduction, we obviously get the heinous crime that comes after. Yes. And so just even hearing other relatives speak on the issue, um, a lot of them said that when he had the whistle, that they were immediately afraid. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking about that whole uh that whole culture of Night Riders and the KKK and Mm -hmm. they are used to these rules set in place like where you just do not do this around white people because you're going to lose your life and not only will you lose your life because we've seen several instances where one isolated incident happens and Mm -hmm. then white people will retaliate and they will go on this brutal violent spree and they'll punish a whole bunch of people. We had an episode where we talked about that happening with Matt Turner. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, we talked about Tulsa that happened, right? Up, yeah. So, like, these Black people are in this state of constant fear mm-hmm. where if one Black person does something to kind of mess up, all, we could yeah. all potentially go down for this, right? Be harmed. And to be honest, this is... What's the word I want to use? This is a good tactic for white people Absolutely. to use. Like, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to glorify it, Yeah. but this is an excellent way. Like if you're trying to get people to fall into line, mm-hmm. especially black people using mass terrorism yeah. is the perfect way to do it. And I think that like, the biggest thing for me is also like that it has transformed itself even the, in the today of things. Like I talk about this a lot, just the idea of respectability politics, right? Oh. Like all of that stems from these actions. Like, thinking about like how as soon as a black person does something and I'll use wearing bonnets, right? Wearing bonnets mm-hmm. out in public for black women and even black men at this point, like people will absolutely associate that with a negative connotation because their immediate thought is going to be, what do white people think of you? Like it, it, all of that stems from this mindset that comes from slavery, that comes from the Jim Crow era, that comes from this discrimination that we have faced as people for mm-hmm. so long. But like literally like it's like psychological warfare because the entire time people are just thinking like, Man, what are they gonna think of us? Or think about like um Will Smith at yeah, his boy, yeah. like absolutely justified in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? But Same. absolutely justified. But at the end of the day, all they were thinking about, man, you just went up there and acted cool in front of all these white people. But the thing that irritates me about that is that 
for everything that you can see a black person doing where you want to play these respectability politics, you can literally see and find a white person that has done the same thing. Absolutely, but they're not held to our but standards. But they're not so held to yep. that at all, yep. you know, and that's one thing that bothers me. And even like, just to sidetrack, to even speak on someone else from Chicago right now, uh, I know, I know, I know. I hate this guy. I know. <laughs> I, he makes it very hard to defend him, I, and I don't. I, 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 really, I, I literally can't. Like I well, can't. Well, at this point, I can't. I, you can't. You can't, yeah. But Kanye is another oh. person. I agree. I, I feel like he says a lot of problematic things, but Absolutely. I also. But when we're talking about like these respectability politics and all these other things too, I also feel like um, like him being canceled right now. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are banned. It's like a bandwagon mm-hmm. thing. So now you're doing it, and like, also it's only because of the Jewish thing. Yeah, it, right. Not because of the black thing mm-hmm. at all. Not, Absolutely. Not, not because like of the black, black people thing, had right. already canceled him when he came out with the White Lives Matter shirt. Yeah, and, you know all that. Been done, and then well, he just recently also posted or did something with Emmett Till. Like he posted like a picture, got a shirt. I don't know what he did. But... You know what? We should put a pin in that because I'm gonna do a Kanye episode. I hate to give him. I hate oh to give him that much time, gosh. but I would love to drag him. Okay. I would love to drag him. I'm down. Yeah. So okay. You know what? All right. Put a pin in that. Okay. We'll circle back at another time. Okay. Cool. All right. Back to Emmett Till though. Yes. Um. So I remember watching. Um. It was like a series uh, that just came out, I want to say, like, maybe a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I couldn't even finish it because I already knew, like, yeah. what was going to happen. I'm glad that they didn't actually show the brutalization of, yeah. like, him being kidnapped and... Um, beaten and tortured and shot. Beaten and, and tortured, yes. And the Italian River? Yes. So they are going to... Collect, come collect him in the middle of the night. Um, his uncle, um, or great uncle, whoever yeah. was, yeah, does attempt to, um, you know, reason um, with these white men and he offers to go instead. And they're like, no, we can't hear for one thing. And his great uncle kind of like just falls back and allows this to happen. And like a part of me was very irritated by yeah. that. But again, when I'm thinking about what the culture is yeah. like of that time period, of that time period, and what Black people had to deal with, then because you know, because yeah. his uncle was, I'm gonna say, in his sixties. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, yeah, much older because he's his great uncle. And and you know, again, we always yeah. talk about this. I think in the today of things, and I'm just thinking about somebody coming to my door telling me they're gonna take my niece, and I know yeah. what's about to happen. You're gonna have to kill me. Yeah. But again. I, you have to put yourself in that mind frame of like, had he stood up to these white men, he lives there. That is where his life is. That's where his livelihood is. Right. That's where his family is. You know what I mean? So like thinking in that, it's like, I don't actually know what I would do. I, I really don't like yeah. if I had to think of, and I'm not sure if he had children or like, if I had to think about like my children, my wife, like things like that, mm-hmm. I don't know what I would have done. But like in the today of things, absolutely. I'm marrying this bitch out. Like, yeah. we just gonna go down shooting. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it says he was 64, so that means that he was yeah. definitely born in like the 1800s. Yeah, right. Um, so, anyways, they um, so they take Emmett, and from the account that they gave, I believe at trial, I think that they did not intend to kill him. I think they just, in, well, this is what they said. 
Okay, I do think they intended to kill him. Like, but but from what they say, they did. They had no intent to kill him initially. They said initially they were just going to beat him up like really, really badly. But he had a very smart mouth. Apparently, it's from what. And good for him because fuck them. Yeah, because me too. Like, if I know that if I know that this is what's happening, I'm going to make you work for it. Right, (laughs) exactly. This ain't going to be no easy like. But I think that they decided, um, you know, from the accounts that are given, they decided that they were going to um, go ahead and uh, kill him because um, he just was not going to be allowed to live because of his voice and how he was speaking, you know. And I think that it's very symbolic because it sends a clear message that, especially for Black people at this time, not like fall in line don't ever think that you can do this Mm -hmm. because this is the result of what's going to happen. And I think to me, while Emmett's murder is a big like to do in this idea of like trying to put black people in their place, Mm. the aftermath of like what his mother does, I think is the biggest (sighs) fuck you to all of them. Like, yes, I have so much pride and respect for Mamie Till. Like I literally cannot even like, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Like, so to continue the rest of the story, they put his body in the river and it floats back up three days later. Yes. And so what his mother decides to do is instead of having a closed casket funeral, she has an open casket funeral and she lets people photograph her child as gruesome as that was is. Was it in Jet or was it in Ebony? It was in uh, one of those magazines, but it was a black owned. Um, it was yeah, it was a- one of the black owned magazines and I don't remember exactly which one it was, but they photograph him and they literally show him to the world to show like, what people what what white people are doing to black people at this time like and over something as basic as somebody whistling at another person and just knowing how hard that was because okay i saw the i went it was jet. oh shit yeah, yeah i got the chance to go to the african-american museum in dc when i interned there mm-hmm. and while i was there they had the Intel memorial there mm. i Literally, oh, I'm just getting chills thinking about it. I have never cried so much in my life. So if you did not get a chance to go when they had it out, basically what it was is they had like, because it was a special like viewing, they had the room set up like a funeral parlor. And you walk in and you see the casket. Um, Obviously his body was not there, but it was the casket that he was actually laid to rest in. And then there are pews set up and in the background of it, the entire room was covered in like visuals Mm. and the voice of Mamie talking about like seeing her child that way and just what that impact had. And it was telling the story of what happened to him. I have never felt more overcome with grief in my entire life than I had sitting in that room. And I was so thankful I was alone because I was just literally weeping. And I cannot Mm. even imagine like for me, a person that did not even experience that was not alive when that happened. I cannot imagine what that felt like not only to their family, but to Black people in general, like, to know that something like that is still happening. Think about Trayvon Martin's mom. Like, think uh, about Mike Brown's mom. Like, just, uh, uh, just think about all the Black women who have to bury their their Black children, sons. Like, yes. Uh, and the black, their Black daughters. Like, just... Right. Sandra Bland, like, so it's just so... Uh, crazy to just, me. And it makes me so fucking mad, like. That this is happening. It's so crazy. Um, I do feel like the open casket was super impactful. Yeah. um, In a way that, I don't know, white people 
can be racist, but mm-hmm. it's just like they don't ever want to talk about right. it. Right. Or they don't ever want to see it. Yeah, they don't they're, ever want to see it. They're quick to turn it. a blind eye. Yeah, absolutely. They don't ever want to see it. And even now, I can imagine if social media was a thing back then, I can just imagine somebody on Twitter saying, well, we need to get all the facts first to find out what Emmett did first. Or, or well, why did he whistle, right? Or did he sexually harass? Like, I can just imagine all the think pieces right. that would be attached because, again, like, there's always just this level when a black life is lost um, of it's almost accusatory yeah. uh, in a way like what did they do to where it's just it? like what right mm-hmm. what happened to cause this and that is suspiciously lacking when you have a white death absolutely it's always sympathy first and with us they need an explanation they need some type of defense but my thing with Emmett Till's murder, I always wonder, would it be such a big deal had she not decided to open that casket? Like, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, this was something horrendous and awful mm-hmm. and horrible that happened. But I literally always think about the fact, like, had she not been brave enough to do that, mm-hmm. would people even know Emmett Till's story? No, I don't think that they would. I think that, you know, lynchings, like, again, like, that's just another day in Mississippi yeah. in the 50s for this to be happening, you know? Um, I'm glad that she did do it. Um, the trial made national news because of this. Um, despite the fact that, despite the fact that, um, weren't they acquitted? Yeah. So, well, they were but found they, not guilty. They were found not guilty, but then they went back later in mm-hmm. an interview admitted and admitted that they did it. And they couldn't be tried again because of double jeopardy. Yep. And they even got paid for telling their story. They got paid like $4,000. It reminds me of George Zimmerman, who yeah. literally gets paid for speaking engagements after murdering Trayvon Martin. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Listen, Trayvon Martin, the murder of Trayvon Martin was my peak into activism. I remember being yeah. in high school and being so fucking pissed off. Like, I remember, like, I had um, batting practice the day that um, he was acquitted. And I remember my batting coach, like, and she was a white woman. And I remember her looking me in my face and asking me, like, are you okay? Like, do you want to be here today? And I was like, fuck no, I don't want to fucking be here today. But I'm a black woman. I got to keep doing shit every day because somebody gives a fuck about my feelings. Like, Mm. I remember just being so mad. And I had to apologize Mm. to her later because I was like, that was not meant for you. I was just so frustrated. I was going to apologize for shit. (laughs) I was just so frustrated because, like, and I remember my parents being so used to things like that. Like, I remember them, like, talking me through it and just being like, you know, sometimes this is just the way the cookie crumbles for us. But, like, oh, it was just so And that, ooh, that bothers me, too. That bothers me, too, because, like, when we're looking at generational things, too, because, like, I remember talking to my granddad about Trayvon Martin and stuff mm-hmm. like that and him saying that stuff like that, like, like people are just so desensitized yeah. to it now, you know? Even our generation is desensitized because everything's posted on yep. social media. And it's very easy to, you know, talk about things and be a social media activist and mm-hmm. um, just go on with your life and with the with the idea that, oh, well, this will never happen to me. Yep. You know? And, you know, it's kind of like the opposite, like, because our grandparents' generations were desensitized because it was more so a fear thing. Like yep, we can't, absolutely. we we don't, they, a lot of them felt like, okay, maybe I don't have a voice. Yep. So like, and if I say something, to, something's going to happen to me or my loved ones. Yep. Right. So it's yeah. just really crazy to see the shift 
in the dynamic of that, you know, that yeah. it's very interesting. Um, and I think another thing that like a lot of people don't discuss is that Emmett Till is a really big push into the civil rights movement. Yes. So when you think about Rosa Parks, that was one of her big motivations for me. Like, fuck y'all, I'm not getting up. Like, literally, so Emmett Till's murders are acquitted September 1955, and then the Montgomery bus boycott December. actually starts in December of 1955. And I don't know, I just feel like Emmett Till is such a big portion of not only Black history, but just like world history in general and I feel like his story doesn't get enough praise for what it did it was a very unfortunate act but it really pushed black Americans into anger like and I I I hate I hate when people use this like saying but like you know how sometimes you really don't understand the purpose of things until you understand the purpose of things and I hate that he lost his life but I really do feel like black Americans need it some anger to push them into the civil rights movement. Yeah, and I think the thing though with that, that differs from today is I think that people, black people are angry today, but what are we actively doing with that anger? Because, okay, with the civil rights movement, there was a plan of action, Mm -hmm. okay? We are not giving white people our money, right? right? Okay, and we all know money talks, so that's going to be like a big thing. Here, right, we can't even get black people to be on the same page to boycott or to black out for a specific day, yeah. you know? And you know, okay, and so... it kind of goes into capitalism. It does. I have a lot of thoughts and opinions about this. So, number one, my thing is, it is hard to rally people for those days because there are a lot of things that work in this world and sometimes it just, it don't make sense, right? Number two, I think that Unfortunately, it's unfair for us to ask black people to do shit nobody else has to do. And then thirdly, I feel like the reason that we cannot have a productive movement is because we don't have productive leaders. But that also stems back to the white people basically killing all of our leaders. Like Mm -hmm. nobody is going to want to step up and be in a space where they know their life is going to be in danger. If you ever read Huey P. Newton's Suicide Revolution, um, basically what he says is to be a revolutionary is to know that you're going to die a young death mm. because they will not let you be revolutionary. You know what I mean? So like, I feel like there are just so many different things that work against the black community. And then also the idea of just like, they're going to be like, even me and you, I feel like for the most part, we're always on the same page, but there's going to be that one thing. It's like, you feel like we should do, and I'm not going to want to do that. You know what I mean? Right. So like, it's really hard to get everybody on that same catalyst. And I even feel like, when you look at civil rights back in the day, everybody went on the same page. Like, even just looking at the basic of MLK versus Malcolm X, like, you know, two very different ideologies. But at the end of the day, they were striving towards the same thing and doing that at the same time. Right. So they were able to get two separate groups to have the same mindset of like, hey, we need to put black people first. And I feel like we just don't have that in leadership now. And it's also because, again, we can't have that in leadership because a lot of our black leaders go to politics. And it's like, I don't know about y'all, but I'm, I'm really not down for the political movement. I don't give a fuck about none of that shit they're doing up on Washington. I understand how it impacts my life. I participate in things because I know I need to, mm-hmm. but as far as participating in that, knowing it's going to bring real change, I'm not paying them niggas no mind. They're not doing shit yeah. for me in the day-to-day thing. You know I, what I'm saying? Like, You get what I'm saying? So I feel like there's just a lot of different things that work against black people that keep us from getting to that collective mindset. You know, and it just, yeah, yeah, it just, it's frustrating as fuck, but. Which leads me back to segregation. You're an idiot. Shut up. (laughs) Segregation cannot happen. I know. It cannot happen. I need you to let that dream go. 
I know. I do respect you for being a separatist because you have your reasons and they're valid. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've been trying um, to think, could I live for real in a black only world? Like, just like, yes, in, I could. I could. <laughs> I'm thinking about like at work. Yeah. And with our kid, like, could we? Yes. <laughs> My answer is not changing. Yes. Yes. Uh, um. LOL. But yes. Yes. So, um, Miss Mamas is still alive. <laughs> she, is. she is. And she went and hiding for 20 years, as she should. Right. They said she got cancer. And I'm just, and apparently it doesn't work for her. That cancer from too good of a day. Honestly. Like, and you know, they just, um, not too long ago, there was like a Nazi um, who was like 101 and they arrested him for his war crimes at 101 and put him in jail. So I'm not understanding why they can't get Miss Carolyn Bryant. Yeah, I see that. Like, like, I don't care if she's in the hospice. She needs to be chained somewhere. <laughs> she needs to be chained. I'm uh, also team lock her ass up. And I, I honestly, up. it sounds terrible, but I don't give a fuck that she got cancer. I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I don't care. I, I don't mm-hmm. care. Mm-hmm. She could die mm-hmm. today. It means zero mm-hmm. things to me. It means what, In the words of famous poet Cardi B, I wish you well. <laughs> In hell. In hell. <laughs> Burn in hell. And on that note, you know how we feel about that. And we will right. wrap this episode right, right. on up. All right. And I am Brando. I'm Mia. And we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.